Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the hotties. I'm hot Alicia. I'm hot Tara, and this is the most annoying podcast voice. <laughs> what if we did the whole episode like this? I don't think I can do it. Really? Give it a try. Or oh, what if I... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Poppy. Hello. I'm Hotty Alicia. Where am I from? <laughs> Who am I? I like when Alicia does hot voice. She she automatically becomes conniving babushka trying to trick you. Hey, she is fucking hot. She's hot. She's curvy. That's because she's she's full of leaves. <laughs> Make a lot of noise when I move. <laughs> Awful. On today's episode, flower magic, witches in the news, and a funky fertility spell. Six. We're really reaching for like our high demographic of listeners. Because <laughs> everyone else is going to be like, well, can't use that. <laughs> Skip. Baby, listen. Yes. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, good. Because I do want to hear about your day and your week, and you've had so much going on. You're working very hard. I'm working very hard. We can talk about that. You're, you're working hard. You're looking hard. I am looking hard. I'm looking haggard. <laughs> no. You look beautiful. Thank you. What's going on? I appreciate on? that. I'm just in pre-production for a feature film, so. She's just in pre-production. I'm just, and I've just been writing a lot, and it's just taking everything out of me she turns to sand <laughs> to dust Poof. and i'm gone but it's okay i'm living i'm loving i'm learning she's laughing no, not laughing there are no laughs there are no smiles am i a fucking joke to you tara i am working <laughs> but what are you up to i i don't really have a check-in like how have you been i'm good i'm i uh well i've been very sick but mm -hmm. i'm on the come up great and i'm Love feeling that. great about it Love that. um i did want to talk about I sort of talked to you about it, but this new podcast, Twin Flames. Oh, did you talk to me about this? Have I talked to you about this? No, I don't Get think so. Get ready, because I'm about to. Okay. Sitting Here's down. the wind up. I'm getting comfy. And the pitch. Get like a mug of hot chocolate. My fireplace. All of this sort of scene setting that you're creating yes. is very Twin Flamesy. Oh. So everybody's heard about it because Karen Kilgariff talked about it on her podcast. I don't know who that is. How has everyone heard about this? And I've never heard this bitch's name. So Twin Flames is this limited series podcast. There's only six episodes. They're 30 minutes each. And it's about this cult that still exists today that focuses on finding your twin flame. Do you know what a twin flame is? Oh, you did talk to me about this. Right, exactly. And you just don't remember things. I, I think it was you. like in the car or something. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like, we all know that the car is a black hole that I live in. That I only remember conversations in the car once we're back in the car. Exactly. This is true. This is true. But I'm really obsessed with it because the fact that this couple, which is sort of like expanded into believing that they are like the second coming of Jesus mm -hmm. and that like all of the pictures of white Jesus weren't like images of old Jesus. They were prophetic of new Jesus, which is him. Okay. And, um, that they like still exist online and are still like operating after all of the abuses that have come out that like they've, it's just, you guys, you really have to, you have to watch it because the thing that's really, I think insidious about it mm -hmm. is that they have kind of tacked themselves onto this idea of like a love guru mm -hmm. and that they can mm -hmm. find you your soulmate and that like a special person is out there for you and I think that's something that cults haven't really like attached to themselves mm -hmm. in the past. Usually it's like power or like spiritual enlightenment. You know, it's like we're having sex and maybe this is a love guru situation, but like the reason we're having sex is to like reach like some sort of higher vibrational level where like the goal of this cult, besides making tons of money and hurting people is to find people, their soulmates. And like people will do anything. I love that. They're desperate. Yeah. Profit off of that. Their vulnerability, their desperation. That mm -hmm. makes so much sense to me. 
I think that's like the fucking geniuses. Like big breakups are one of the areas that you are so vulnerable that people don't really talk about because they tell you to like just get over it or whatever. Yeah. Where like people recognize deaths or they recognize like huge losses, but people don't really like value breakups as like a really intense loss. Yeah. Possibly more intense than a death. Yeah, because they're still around and you wish they were fucking dead. I know. God, I wish you were dead. We just kill them. All, all of them. And then I also wanted to talk about creepy subreddits. Oh, no. Which I'm also obsessed with recently. Is this the thing you sent me the link and I, I never opened it? You shouldn't. I didn't. Because it's so scary. She sent me a spooky link at night <laughs> when it was dark outside. It and was. I was like, it's not happening here. And it wasn't even like And guess what? Dark. It didn't happen in the day. No. I've never opened it. What are we looking for? Why are we here? I, why, why are we here? For what? I think that I've kind of fallen into horror recently because the world is so scary. Oh, yeah. So it's greater to see something scarier. Yeah. And also scarier that's like, it's scary in a different way. Like nuclear holocaust, very scary and could happen. And then it's like spooky Spider-Man. Like that's like scary, but in a way that is not super present in my life you mean like the hot one the hot spider-man the black one (laughs) no it's just like it's like creepy spider creature is something that happens to other people but nuclear holocaust is something that could happen to little old me what i'm talking about tell us i've been pitter-pattering through the creepy subreddits and Mm -hmm. i found my favorite and it is called the truth is here okay what does that mean so the the truth it's here right here okay on reddit Okay, great. And so it's based off of like the idea that the truth is out there, which is like, you know, kind of like a UFO situation. Mm -hmm. Very X-Files. Yes, very X-Files. And so the truth is here is not similar to like no sleep in the sense that like anybody can post anything, but like, or where like, yeah, it's like real if it's on the subreddit. But once you get off the subreddit, the story isn't real. The truth is here is people being like, I kid you fucking not. There is a demon in my house or like my cat keeps talking in a French accent. Oh, I love that one, though. And there was one that was, like, different kinds of enti- – it's just so creepy. It's mm. so creepy and so spooky, and it's almost always, like, spooky demon shit is happening. <gasps> and it'll be, like – there was one early uh, – oh, it's very windy outside. I guess this is some atmospheric – It is very atmospheric. But, um, oh, my God, just, like, creepy mechanic has, like, hearing banging from abandoned cars, and, like, he goes there, and there's nothing there, and <laughs> – Oh my god, that's too much. I just I'm feeling like I'm having a very spooky spring summer coming up. <laughs> and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Cuz it hasn't felt like spring, so you're like just reverting to autumn. Yeah, it's like Halloween again. I'm just going backwards in time cuz nothing's going forwards anymore. So that's my update. That's amazing. Thank you. Did you hear about speaking of spooky, the whole QAnon conspiracy thing that's happening right now? There's a new thing. There's a new thing. Tell me now. So I guess someone sent a bunch of like mailers out to people in New Hampshire and even some people in Massachusetts because Emily Vino literally received one in the mail. And it's like just like a little flyer. And the return address is like someone in it's like a P.O. box somewhere. But then they were able to trace it from someone who sent it from Kansas. And it's talking about like the new QAnon thing is the end of the world is happening on Good Friday. This year? This year. That's soon. That's like in a week and a half. I don't even know if this episode will be out before. It might not even make it. We should wait to edit this episode in case. It's so April we just, 15th. Yeah, so we don't have to waste the effort. Okay, it's April 15th, which is next Friday. So it'll be last Friday. So the world's supposed to end last Friday. Last Friday. <gasps> wait, wait, I want to know what the. No, that was it. That was it. That's it? That's the whole thing. It's just the, the world's supposed to end. How? It didn't say. I'm so ready. (laughs) Baby, we've been researching Armageddon for years. I'm so ready. We are the horsemen. I I hope I'm the (laughs) lamb. Oh, I hope I'm the pit. (laughs) I would love that. That just kind of circles back around every once in a while. I love our angels episode. It's so funny. (laughs) It's so good. Oh, God. What a great. Oof delicious wait but that's not but we're supposed to have the really good day astrologically on the 26th i called off work maybe that's when we all ascend or something I oh yeah know. when we wrap so yeah, we I have call, the, you called off work i did that's like <laughs> you this is supposed to be a really good day it's gonna be a really good day for you because you ain't going to work exactly exactly i'm gonna come back and like it will have armageddon at work 
Oh. Well, did you see that the QAnon guy is running for us? Is it a Senate seat in who the Arizona? The Wolfman, the guy, that, the no, Grizzly Bear Man. No, the guy um, from the QAnon documentary who was like the guy that started the QAnon conspiracy. Oh, the Asian guy. Yeah. Oh, he's in Arizona. He's running for like a Senate seat. That's hysterical. Isn't that silly? <laughs> also, only in Arizona. I'm like either that or Texas. You get two. Yeah. Oh, so silly. That is very silly. Silly. I this country it's very silly we are we're in clown town right now yeah we really are i mean, we were just young and uninformed but damn i miss those days mm-hmm. i don't want to be informed let's stop i have stopped reading the new york times like subscription that comes to my email inbox every day mostly because i don't have time and an unread email freaks me out mm-hmm. but it's kind of nice I'll have to plug back in eventually, I think. Yeah. But maybe I shouldn't. Kourtney Kardashian said years ago that she stopped reading the news. So Selena like, Gomez as well. She's like, it's been the best six years of my life. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. It's always sunny. It's a balmy <laughs> 78 degrees and sunny in my life. Well, Selena Gomez is doing it. Maybe we should too. He agrees. He agrees. Well, before you get off the internet, you should... Subscribe to our Patreon. Don't skip forward. We're just going to tell you what the last episode and most recent episode is going to be. So last week was the history of magical trees. Oh, my God. Fucking adorable. It was so much fun. Educational. There were little cows. There were little cows. There were lots of trees. Lots of trees. People in love. Trees that kill. Trees that kill. Trees that will bring good luck. And then next week is going to be... Kayleen's special episode on Spagyrix that she's been waiting for for two years. She's been asking and asking, and we've said no each time. And this time we said, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we go into what Spagyrix are, how they work. How you say it. How you say it, Spagyrix. I'll say it again. Spagyrix. Sexy. Sexy. Does it work? Eh. Maybe. Maybe. Can only find out on Patreon. A wink. Wink. Okay. So let's get into it. I have a question for you. What is your favorite flower? Oh my god, I love roses. That's so I'm cute. just classy. I like roses. What, what color roses? Is? Oh, red. Oh, they're very pretty. She's romantic. Mm-hmm. She's like a classic movie. I am a classic movie. Thank <laughs> you. You are Breakfast at Tiffany's. I am Turner Classic Movies. Like that's it. <laughs> I am. I am the Christmas special. My life is in black and white. It's kind of romantic. It is. Yeah. What's Everyone's yours? skin looks good in black. That's true. Yeah. My favorite flower is the sunflower. Ooh. I do love, I love sunflowers. They are so beautiful. I also do love a classic tulip. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I greatly appreciate a hydrangea because oh. of their scientific powers and also their hugeness. Oh, yeah. They can like engulf you. Yeah, they can. Yeah. You can hide in there or you could hide things. Oh, that Harry Potter did that in one of the books. Really? He hid in the hydrangea under like Aunt Petunia's and Uncle Vernon's window. Mm-hmm. That's Book five. I am here. Chapter two, three, one of those. <laughs> Chapter two, three, <laughs> page 32. <laughs> it's probably in the 30s or 20s. Second yeah. Second page down. Yeah. Second paragraph down. Maybe first. So I just want to give you some simple facts about flowers. Great. So here we go. Pretty. First question. Smell nice. Why are plants doing this? And how dare they? Mm, the flowers. Mm-hmm. So it's this whole idea of pollination, right? Yes. Okay. So like the little bees come pollinate with their little butts mm-hmm. they go <laughs> and all the pollen goes <laughs> yeah. and then the bee like flies away and it creates more flowers and that's the birds and the bees oh there were no birds and then the bird eats the bee and that's the birds and, and then the bees the, and then the cat eats the bird and then the dog eats the cat dogs don't eat cats and then the horse eats the dog the horses <laughs> all right so let's get into it Plants were some of the earliest biologically diverse multicellular living things on the planet. Plants actually emerged from the sea before there were microorganisms on land to help decompose their little plant bodies when they kicked the bucket. Because they slithered out of the sea so early, they didn't stick on our shared evolutionary tree branch long enough to gain the traits necessary for walking, swimming, or boinking in the way that we're used to. Mm -hmm. But plants still have to make babies. And to do that, they gotta boink. They gotta boink. Their answer to this furiously horny problem is, as Alicia said, pollen. The birds and the bees and, and everything in between. The, and the hearts and the trees and the vaginas and the peas. Ooh. 
Some plants rely on the wind to spread their pollen, which is why during spring, your car is probably covered in all of that yellow plant cum. I hate that shit. But that leaves a lot to chance. So all of the plants in the world, they got together. They had a little UN meeting. Oh. And decided. Little business suits. Yeah. Little, little ties. Little ties. Little Name pencil tags. skirts. Yeah. So they decided to enter into a partnership with the small animals of the world. Small animals like bees, butterflies, and hummingbirds would DHL deliver their pollen all around to other plants. And in exchange, like a child paying tribute to Santa Claus, plants would leave out little snacks in the form of nectar. Oh, because they're getting ice. Exactly. They're like, I'm so thirsty. I mean, a free meal. That'll get me anywhere. Oh, hell yeah. Free drinks. Oh, I'm coming to your wedding. (laughs) Open bar. Okay, where is it? Free Coke in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Let's party. Now, Bumblebee Santa needs to know where to land his sleigh. And, and his plants. ass. And his ass. <laughs> and his fuzzy little bump. His fuzzy little striped ass. And plants over millennia have developed these massive bullseyes that are bright, aromatic targets that look oh so cozy. Kind of like a helipad. Exactly. Beep, beep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why flowers are the way that they are. I love this. Now, I have a couple myths. One of the big myths, eating local honey will ease your seasonal allergies. That's a myth? False. But people say it all the time. Fucking Marcel said it to me. And I was like, hey, mister, mister, get your honey off my sister. I don't think you said that at all. I think you were like, okay, I'll try. Yeah, I probably was. I'm like not (laughs) very rude. Anyway, so green witches, I'm so sorry. That overpriced local honey may be helping your local economy and soothing your sore throat, but it's not actually helping your seasonal allergies. But why not? It makes so much sense. Right, doesn't it? What like, the fuck? you know, if you pull out, you can't get pregnant, but it still happens. Hasn't happened to me. <laughs> and I'm a scientist. <laughs> Bitch, peace. <laughs> Exhibit A. Hey, baby. Now, doctors have studied and tested this theory because grandmas have been telling their children this for a very long time. <laughs> but. They have concluded that there is no impact on seasonal allergies. However, asterisks. Mm. If you suffer from seasonal allergies and your little witchy throat is scratchy from post-nasal drip, a mixture of ginger, turmeric, lemon, and honey, and I like to put a little dash of chili powder in there, Ooh, with hot water. I am so wild. In hot water, this mixture can help soothe the savage beast. Just make sure that you brush your teeth afterwards because that nasty turmeric is going to stain your teeth yellow and also any cup that you put this turmeric thing in. That's true. Especially plastic. Now. Here's something else you have to look out for. Mm-hmm. Poisonous plants have flowers too. I know. I felt very betrayed. Ugh. And you should be extremely careful when playing with strange plants. Poison ivy has flowers. Belladonna has flowers shaped like little purple bells. Leadwort is an extremely beautiful little flower that can cause a rash so bad it will blister. Ew. And not all plants are safe for pets. So when you die tragically young and beautiful and rich, your family is going to pick out flowers for your coffin. You need to make sure. That you steer clear of lilies because when your cat rushes to your coffin like you are a fallen soldier and she gets a whiff of those bad boys, we she's gonna go down for the count and we are gonna be burying two fallen soldiers <laughs> in one day. And I can't handle that. I can't do it. I love that like <laughs> the responsibilities on the person who's already dead to make sure this doesn't happen. You need to let your family know I'll your wishes. Write a will, write a will. Exactly. We wouldn't have S Town if he had just written a will. Just write a will. Okay, so now we're going to get to the magics. Ooh. The magics. So when I think of romance, mm-hmm. I think of like a little kid picking flowers for their crush or like a forlorn woman watercoloring a still life bouquet, wondering when her beloved is going to write her again. Flowers are just sad and romantic. You don't think Pepe Le Pew holding the rose in between his teeth? Oh, I absolutely. But then also I'm like, ooh, a little, that's a little 1950s like. It's like a little shyster, yeah. So here's some flowers that are going to bring you love. Okay. Lavender, geraniums, jasmine, marigolds, roses, and orchids are all flowers that are said to attract love. And lucky for us, those are just a few of Venus's favorite flowers too. Oh, the bitch knows. So there's this thing called the five petals of Venus, which is an astronomical phenomenon that ancient cultures studied while tracking Venus through our night sky. As above, so below. Exactly. So... Venus retrogrades once every 18 months, so five times about every eight years, and returns to the same spot to retrograde at the end of each eight-year cycle. She is very regular. Yeah. She is like, I'm on the pill. I know exactly when I'm ready. Ooh, love it. Which creates what almost looks like a cherry blossom flower motif from Earth's perspective. Aww. Isn't that so cute? That's so pretty. 
Other deities of love and flowers are Ezuli Fleda Dahomey, which is the Haitian African spirit of love, beauty, jewelry, dancing, luxury, and flowers. Ah. This hottie wears three wedding rings, one for each of her husbands. Ooh, I like that. Dambala, Agwe, and Ogun. Now we have Zachi Pili, which is an Aztec god of art, games, dancing, flowers, and the gays. Oh. His name literally means flower prince. Adorable. Writings about Zachi Pili usually refer to the flower in a spiritual sense with the aim of being to like cause the flower of the body to bloom, meaning causing the soul to bloom. Okay. And there's a lot of associations drawn between his flowers and the sun. And I thought this association between like energy, soul, and flower was interesting because the chakras are also often described as like flowers or lotuses. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like flower, soul, solar, love, like energy going on. Ooh, just and vibrating. Vibrating all the time. Yeah. And dancing. <gasps> and lots of husbands. Oh my God. Three at least. Then there's He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, which is a very serious fortune telling game that comes from France. Oh, it's serious. And is played by picking a flower, usually a daisy, and then plucking each petal off its beautiful flower face or reciting, he loves me, he loves me not. And I think you're supposed to have like a beloved in mind. But when I was a kid, I was just sort of like running spreadsheets of who could possibly be my lover. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You have like a whole bouquet of daisies and you're (laughs) plucking them one by one. And I'm like, okay, Kevin, Carol, Lauren, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp. Who else? Trying to think of like... Will Turner. No, no. The character. That is who I meant. <laughs> Sailor Uranus. <laughs> Inuyasha. He loves me. Tenchi. Tenchi. Oh, she knows. Oh, I know something. But here's the life hack. Statistically, I looked this up. Most flowers have petals in odd numbers, <gasps> which means if you start with a, they love me, then you will almost always get a positive result in the end. So you can like. Oh, hack I always this. got negative results. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I never chose a daisy. Who are you picking? Dandelion. Dandelions. <laughs> hey. I was poor. <laughs> hey. I was garden a- me? That's stealing. <laughs> if I walk into someone else's garden and take a daisy. Come on. People get really upset about that. Uh, yeah, it's fucking rude. I also think when little kids do it, though, though, you know, they have to know that they are stealing. It's kind of adorable. No, I would kill them. I've had so many dreams about murdering people recently. Why do you think that is? Who are you murdering? And no how? one I know. No one I know. And how are you doing it? It's always after the fact. Oh, that's right. We and I'm always this. covering up the murder. This time I got further and I got actually caught. <gasps> that's so scary. Yeah. It was a lot of paranoia. So I'm like, maybe you're nervous I about doing something wrong. Murder someone. Hmm. hmm. This, this is maybe, yeah, it's like your angels are down here like, no matter what you feel like you should do. Don't do that. (laughs) Just don't do it. Now, we all know that the way to your beloved's heart is through their stomach. Oh, yes. But did you also know that you can eat certain flowers? Yeah. Now, lilacs, rotes. She's like, yes. You can eat anything. (laughs) If you have strong enough teeth. No. Plastic? It doesn't matter. Alicia, no. So lilacs, roses, pansies, violets, and lavender are just a few of the world's edible flowers that take easily to candying. Candying flowers. What do you mean? Like, what do you, what does that mean? Turning into candy and I'm going to tell you how to do it. Oh my God. Candying flowers is actually pretty easy. You basically need egg whites from about three eggs and then super fine sugar. You can dilute the egg whites with a little bit of water if you want. But the general idea is that you take like a little paintbrush, you dip it in the egg whites, and then paint the egg white onto your blossoms and then toss it in a bowl of sugar, making sure to coat it all nice and sugary. And then you just lay it out to dry for like eight hours. And if you're like in a hurry or like in Hawaii where it's like really humid, you can mm-hmm. like put it in the oven at like 150 with the door open for like two hours. But it like makes these like little tiny flower crystals. It's adorable. Do you think you could like air fry it? This is a great question. Okay. Do we know anyone with an air fryer? Me. That's <gasps> what we're doing this weekend. Dun. They're like really crunchy. Yeah, I guess so. I'm like, that could be good though. It could be. Would they be salty? No, they'd be sugary. Yeah. Can you fry sugar? I don't know. Without like batter? Is it batter if it's egg on it though? Yeah, kind of. Isn't it just kind of like an elephant ear with a rose in the middle? Yes. Maybe. Science. Science. All right. So now I want to talk about something that I'm deeply passionate about. 
which is Victorian flower language. Floriography. Floriography. Oh, okay. Victorian flower language was a trend in the Victorian era, duh, a time of <laughs> secrets and affairs where at any moment a social faux pas could ruin your life. <gasps> Dead. No marriage prospects. No money. No father. On the streets. Oh, and she's begging. She's begging. And at least she has flowers. So, instead of saying anything that could ruin your life, you could send or display a message through floral arrangements. Oh, I like it. Talking but not talking. Exactly. Yeah. It's all, it's all in the eyes. It's all, oh, yeah. Except it's all in the, in the flies. No, it's all in the... In my dead face. In my dead, <laughs> ancient Victorian face. It is what it is. Full of lead. There's a lot of back and forth on where this started, whether it came from the Romans or the Ottoman Empire, where floral arrangements were deciphered through, like, rhyming conventions. The Turkish flower language, Salam, was created by women in royal harems to communicate with their lovers on the outside. Oh... So Victorian flower language was gay as fuck. Oh. Super gay. Because okay. everybody's like, I have to hide my gay, but I do have to fuck. <laughs> gay men in late 19th century Paris wore green carnations, an artificial color for carnations that signified the unnaturalness of their desires. Where are they getting these? Well, I don't know. They're flower shops. Oh. They're just supplying all this? They're like, look at these, these charming green. Look at these gay flowers <laughs> Get these, this flower is so gay <laughs> gotta put it on my lapel there's also like people so it comes from now gay women would give each other violets as a romantic gesture and this was a reference to Sappho's poem in which her and her lover wore garlands of violets oh okay beautiful Floriographic bouquets could be delivered and displayed in the house, worn on your dress or in your hair and you might even hold a little bouquet called a tassimasi to describe how you were feeling that day. A tussie mussie. Isn't that adorable? It's just a tiny bouquet. I feel like that's something Mallory will just start doing. There's a whole book about it. And I was like, we need to give this to Mallory. Oh my God, that's so cute. So I have a little tiny dictionary. We're going to go real quick. Okay. So you might give your friend a bouquet of zinnia flowers when he leaves to study at university as a way to say, our friendship is everlasting. I will remember you and miss you. Write to me often. Snapdragons represented presumptions, and unmarried women would wear them in their hair or on their dresses as a way to say, keep your presumptions to yourself. I am not interested in unwanted advances from men. That would be so helpful, though. Exactly. You go to the, it's like, you go to the club, you have snapdragons in your hair, nobody's getting their dick up on you. It's like one of those stoplight parties. What is that? Oh, my God. You didn't do one in Muncie? No. I, no. Okay, okay. I was busy. So. Being sad. If you wear something green, that means you're single and available. That's a go. <gasps> Yellow means like, mm, I don't know. I have like some reservations about this, but maybe we can start a conversation. We'll see. Mm -hmm. And red is like, I am super uninterested. Do not fucking talk to me. Do not talk to me. I am not here to suck your face. I love this. Yeah, but go to the green bitches. They're ready. Green again. Interesting. What does this mean? Does it mean go time? Ah. Now, if you have an enemy, Alicia, do you have enemies? Oh, all, uh, everywhere. <laughs> and they're after you. <laughs> you might send them Belladonna and Basil because both represent absolute hatred. But isn't Belladonna like super poisonous? It's extremely poisonous. So like if you touch it, you could get sick. And then you're up for murder. But how would you know it was in a bouquet? It's not in a bouquet. This is what they... That's a specialized bouquet. This is a special that you get in the back alley from a That's man. That's a dark web bouquet, yeah. And ferns were for magic and secrecy. So if you wanted to keep something like hush-hush, accent a bouquet with ferns. Oh, I love that. So this is a hush-hush, I fucking hate you, and I, I want you to die. I love ferns. Now here's some cute little pairings. Snapdragons with holly could mean I've made an oversight and it will never happen again. Oh. And I'm so sorry. Petunias and rosemary would mean like resentment and remembering. So this would be like, I will never forget what you did to me. Belladonna, Belladonna. Yeah, like why don't you just murder them at that point? And if you're interested in learning more about floriography, you should buy the book Floriography, an illustrated guide to the Victorian language of flowers by Jessica Rue, which is gorgeously hand illustrated. It's beautiful. It sounds awesome, actually. I would get this. So now I want to talk about flowers and protection. Okay. Traditionally, a witch's property or garden is thought to contain at least one hawthorn hedge. Hawthorn was not only a magical plant, it was also 
considered a foundation plant for hedgerows. Mm. Now, in architecture, a foundation plant is used to like hide the foundation of a house because it's like raised a little bit. But foundation plants for hedges are plants to mark the entryway to a hedge and its four corners. Oh, okay, okay. You might plant hedges with thorns to keep livestock and other problem animals at bay like deer or strange men. <laughs> and carrying a few leaves or thorns from your hedgerow in your pocket or using them in spells is a good way to like add protection to your daily life. That's cool. Okay. Foundation plants can also be trees, especially the foundation plants that represent the entryway. So common trees for this task are things like apple trees, orange trees, elder trees. But be warned, never cut down elder tree wood. You have to wait for it to fall. Because that is very bad juju. That is bad luck. We've talked about this before. We don't touch that. And then the common gorse is thought to keep naughty fairies away. But keep in mind, when planting and planting your hedges, that some plants, like the common gorse, are seen as major weeds in some places around the world. So it's important to consider, like, your environment's natural wildlife and native plants. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Other things to keep in mind, the importance of colors. Oh. While the flower itself has its own meaning and magical purpose, the color of the flower is also important in terms of how it can be used in one's practice. Love colors. So let's talk about it. White. Peace. On earth. Innocence. Beauty. Love. I don't know. Protection. Death. No, I think you had it. So it's like chastity, purification, peace, protection, halting gossip, spirituality. Mm. Green. Guess. Gay. (laughs) Super gay. Super gay. Go. Go for it. Go for it. Let's fuck. But maybe like money or like finding, like making stuff happen. Exactly. Fertility, luck, uh, employment, youth, money. Brown, guess. Uh, I don't know. I'd be really upset if I got a brown bouquet. Yeah. It's like dead. Yeah. But in this sense, it means like the healing of animals. I also don't know of a lot of brown flowers. What are brown flowers? Cattails. They're not really a flower, but they are a plant that you could get in a bouquet. That'd be kind of cute. Yeah. It's like woodsy like swampy yeah a little backwards kind of wedding thing yeah get me down in the bayou oh yeah pink yes love yeah okay done moving on red love sex love passion the sexy love courage power oh sexual potency oh yellow yes happiness brightness Sunflowers? Sunflowers. So it's psychic, divination, mental powers, wisdom, and vision, which I thought would be purple. But guess what purple is? Pain. Exorcisms. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? That is funny. All right. Two more to go. Blue. Yes. Uh, I'm really... Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. (laughs) (laughs) Blue skies are coming. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. A healing, sleep, peace. Oh. And then finally, orange. Just a great day. Have a nice day. Jump. 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 <laughs> no. Success. I forgot about that. <laughs> Success? Oh. Success. Cute. So yeah, so just keep that in mind when you're putting that. together your cute little flower magic. That's amazing. And then there's also like cultural flower magic. Here's the little bit of research I threw in. I'm glad you're Are here. you ready for it? She contributed. No, she has witches on the news on lock every time. I hope sometimes. The Hawaiian leg. Which Tara could probably tell me way more than the little bit that I'm about to tell you. But the Hawaiian lei is given to a loved one to signify peace, love, honor, or friendship. And they can be given out at any time, but you especially see them during graduations, weddings, and school dances. Like important moments where you're very proud of someone or like full of love. Things like that. And like your art show. Oh, I had so many lays. She I had was, so, you were like. I had the most lays and that means that I won. You were all, all, all forehead. I could, you couldn't actually see my nose. <laughs> she was like walking like cousin it, like just full of lays, could not see anything. And there are very few rules when wearing a lay, but there are a few unspoken ones. We don't talk about it, but you got to know abide it. By. Yes. If someone gives you a lay, you cannot refuse it. That is fucking rude. It's awful. And it's a bad feeling. I've had it happen to me. Who? You, someone said no to a your professor. lay? Yeah. It was really like embarrassing. And I was like, fine, I guess I'll wear it. They're so fucking rude. Why would they do that? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Fuck them. It is also rude to remove the lay in the presence of the person who gave it to you. So they don't fucking care that your allergies are acting up. You need to suck it up, bitch. I've also seen this happen, and he got in a lot of trouble. Really? I've seen it happen. He was like, well, it was like cold on my neck. And people were like, get this white man out of here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's also, crazy. another thing is that you're never supposed to throw them away. 
Either you lay them out to dry and you keep them forever or you bury them underneath the full moon. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like specifically the full moon? No, I made that part up, but you are supposed to bury them. <laughs> it just seemed like cooler. But yeah. To anyone who listens to this podcast, the full moon only. <laughs> we also got them funeral flowers. Okay, so we're, be aware when your cat comes to your funeral mm-hmm. and she's like, where's mom? <laughs> Where is she? I smell her. Yeah, I mean, don't. Don't kill any animals. But nowadays, funeral flowers are a visual expression of our sympathy, grief, and respect and love to the deceased. In early times, fragrant funeral flowers were placed on and around the casket of the deceased to perfume the area. Because of the stinky? To ward off the fucking smells of your dying, gross-ass body. Why did we wait so long? Isn't that crazy? And they were like, this is flower magic. <laughs> Bada bing, bada boom. But I was, and card also, tricks everywhere. Like, <laughs> he's on, that's all the cards. And your uncle, because he's like, he's like trying really hard to like keep you from crying. Yeah. He's like, da, 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 da. no, but like, no, but also, my mom died. <laughs> Let me cry. Also, why are we having open caskets with um, all these stinky dead bodies? Well, I don't even know. These weren't even open. These were just some stinky caskets. They were like, it's so bad you can smell it outside of mm-hmm. this big wooden box we've sealed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, their sealing techniques were like not as good as nowadays. Yeah, true. They didn't have like caulking and stuff like that. Yeah. But have, did you know at Catholic funerals, open casket, they make you go up and kiss it. Isn't that disgusting? On the lips? Yeah. You got to French your mom. You got to French her. Or else She'd she can't like get it. into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, like fucking coming back from the dead being like, it's your fault. You didn't kiss me. (laughs) She would be mad at me for that. We also have in Midwestern, the Midwest, the heartland, funeral practices. There was the role of flower ladies at funerals. And this role was just as important as acting as a pallbearer. So the women's equivalent. And six ladies who were usually close to friends or family of the deceased would carry the flowers into a flower vehicle just one car full of flowers and help to set them up at the cemetery. So mostly this is like your aunties setting up decorations, but they're fucking important. Okay. They need, they deserve respect. They deserve Their it. Their sister died. Exactly. So this is like the bridesmaids of death. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. Oh, cute. You bring your girls and they set it up for you. And the most notable funeral flower is the stargazer lily because it specifically symbolizes sympathy and all lilies represent the innocents that have been restored to the soul of the deceased and they will kill your cat. So just be aware of that. Might not be your problem once you're dead, but just so you know. And then we also need to talk about flowers and the stage. This, I'm excited about this. Who is this? Unless you are sending a flower arrangement to a theater or dance company and not a specific person, you never Send a bouquet of flowers to someone before the show. Why? Very bad luck. It said it could jinx the whole performance. Because the whole point of the flowers are to congratulate one after the performance. So by giving them ahead of time, that's pretty presumptive of you. You think I'm going to do well? Well, you just fucked this whole shit up. Macbeth. <laughs> and it just like devolves from there, you know? And theatrical flower traditions are laced with superstition. One is no live flowers on stage. Because live flowers will wilt under the lights, taking the level of the performance with them. You watch a real flower arrangement die on stage. That's fucking... There's no chemistry between these actors now. The chemistry is dead. Crazy. Crazy. And a macabre tradition, now outdated, involved flowers stolen from graveyards. What? This is bad juju. The graveyard bouquet was given to the leading lady and the director on closing night of a show. The rationale was twofold. Mortuary flowers symbolize the death of the production, which I love, like a metaphor that's just like real and hits hard. And actors and others associated with the theater were not always well or regularly compensated. So a cemetery provided a convenient source of free flowers. Like, like it's so form and function. So you have your little like, your little like interns go out into the graveyard. At night. Pluck, pluck, pick, pick, pick. Oh, what a beautiful bouquet we've made. Give them to the leading lady. I'm sorry, you're only getting five cents per hour. And they loved it. That's amazing. Isn't that great? I would love a play about that going horribly wrong. (laughs) They all just fall into the pit. (laughs) Haunted. I want these all of these flowers to be haunted as fuck. Yeah. And for those people to be punished. 
the flowers talk. They cause a war. It could be a lot. Yeah, it could be pretty great. And then how might one incorporate flowers into their magical practice? This is the hard-hitting question. This is it. Oils, baby. Oils. Have a bottle of lavender oil. Diffuse that bitch to clear the air of your space and bring peaceful vibes. Jasmine oil can be added to a carrier oil like jojoba oil and then rubbed on your wrists as a love-drawing perfume. I love that. Ooh, water baths. We love a good bath over here. Add flower petals and buds to your ritual bath. On the full moon, add a handful of rose petals, lavender buds, or chamomile to the bath. Cleanse away negative vibes and bring in peace and beauty by working flower magic into your ritual bathing routine. Or just admit that you are so extra. You are. And that's fine because the Instagram shot looks great. Teas for anyone who drinks tea. I don't know why. Try crafting your own loose leaf tea blends using some of your favorite edible flowers. Each flower has its own magical properties, so align your flowers with your intentions and drink up, baby. Because, you know, you've got chamomile, hibiscus, rose, lavender, calendula, butterfly pea, and jasmine. All of these are teas. I'm so glad you said that. I have calendula. I don't. I said it really fast. Oh, I was like, I'm so glad she said it out loud. I've never not read that word. <laughs> I've never heard anyone speak it either. That's amazing. Well, I, I might have been the first person to ever speak it. <laughs> and the demon rises from the recording equipment. Like out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you have spoken my ancient name. <laughs> I am now bring upon Armageddon. We are QAnon. Hello. Welcome. Magic circle. You can mark your magic circle for doing your magic in with flower petals or flower buds. You just do the magic inside of it. Bada bing, bada boom. So easy. Adorable. So cute. Burning the petals. When you safely burn dried rose petals, like specifically this was the one mentioned, this can add positive energy to fire spells. Throw a handful of roses into a need fire to add some oomph to a manifestation. Or you can not do a goddamn thing, which is beautiful. Like making a wish with a dandelion. I love doing that. Some believe that making a wish on a dandelion will have the seeds carry your thoughts and dreams to loved ones when you blow them into the air. I hope that my loved ones do not hear my thoughts or my dreams. Because they nasty. They're violent. <laughs> Vile. <laughs> Full of chubby babies. Ooh, okay. Another legend is, if you can blow all the seeds off a dandelion with a single breath, then the person you love will love you back. If any seeds remain, that person may have reservations about you. I hate that. I hate that too. I, have a I feel weak like breath. It, it's like a two breath kind of endeavor, I think. Yeah. Because they stick. They do. They're very, they're the audacity. It's fucking rude. Well, sometimes I'll do a little bit of a, you know, like I wave oh, you, it. You wave it? I wave it to that add extra. It sounds like it's cheating. But no one said that you can't cheat and magic. That's probably rule number one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fair. Fair, fair. All right. And just to wrap things up, we had a couple more Patreon questions. I love, love, love this question. The question about wildflowers. <gasps> so working with wildflowers and native plants is a great way to connect yourself to local spirits and planting and cultivating native plants. Baby witch, there is no greater deed. Ooh, okay. And I would encourage you to consider pollinator-friendly plants because the butterflies and the bees, they do need our help. It's true. But be careful, baby witch. I must warn you. Okay. Digging up or picking wildflowers, some native species are protected, and you can get a fine from your local conservation department. Ew, So here's a couple links. www.moflowers, that's M-O, mowildflowers.net, <laughs> grownative.org. And of course, I want to rep the Black Forager who is coming out with a book this year. Oh. She is my favorite plant person. That's so exciting. And she is a filthy vegan. So as spring begins you should be surrounded by blooming trees. In theory, we would be surrounded by blooming trees right now. <laughs> Websites like fallingfruit.org are similar to like geocaching where local arborists have identified local fruit trees and even starred like invasive species and then oh. rate them for your yield. So like you could find a local edible fruit tree and then, you know, people that are interested in picking on local property, like you can go and, and harvest those 
wild plants. Oh, just make a nice little dinner for you. Are you a Jersey City arborist? Maybe. Well, you should fucking act like it because Jersey City only has one reviewed tree in the whole city. It is a mulberry tree and its yield is rated as very high. Can I eat that? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I love that. The things you'll see on Mulberry Street. Next up is the blue lotus. So the blue lotus is a psychoactive plant also referred to as the Egyptian lotus, which is very mystical. Oh. The blue lotus, similar to the white lotus, is depicted time and time again in ancient Egyptian art, such as on the walls of the Temple of Karnak and many covering the bodies of mummified pharaohs. The lotus was regarded as a symbol of the sun in traditional Egyptian mythology since the flower closes at night and reopens again in the morning. Plus, at Heliopolis, the origin of the world is said to have come from Ra's emergence from the lotus flower growing in Earth's primordial waters. And at night, he closes up shop and sleeps in the lotus flower until morning. And while all of that raw business is very interesting and is very magical and it's very mystical, and I'm happy to talk about it, I did say that the blue lotus was psychoactive. So the question is, can we get fucking Lady Titty on these flowers? Is the blue lotus the group that the uncle was in, Uncle Iroh in Avatar The Last Airbender? No, maybe that was the white lotus. I think that's the white lotus. Damn it, so he wasn't getting Liddy Titty. I know, Uncle Iroh, that is not tea. We know that's not tea. Right, it's not tea. Come on. Mm-mm. So the answer is that the blue lotus is classified as a mind-altering hallucinogenic drug that many people who have taken it say it's more closer to like a weed euphoria situation. So yeah, you can get high. Wow. But you can also get poisoned. Oh. So the FDA labels the lotus flower as a poisonous plant, but it hasn't classified it as a controlled substance, which means it's legal to buy blue lotus teas, incense, and oils in a lot of countries except Louisiana, which is a state, Poland, Russia, and Latvia. Wait, why Louisiana? I don't know. They got a thing against it. Mm-hmm. So be extremely careful, especially if you're fucking psycho and want to inhale it. People say that that's like the best way to get high, but it's also the most dangerous way. And people that are prone to anxiety, like the kind that gives you like chest pains and makes you bug the fuck out, i.e. the Terrakek special, is a common symptom of taking too much Blue Lotus. Yikes. So be very careful. Maybe just don't. Because Blue Lotus is not a controlled substance, you can ask your doctor about it. So if you want to talk to your doctor because they can't report you, but you want to be like, hey, I want to try this thing. Is it going to affect my Lexapro? You should tell me. They have to tell you. Would they know? Of all the things doctors need to know about, if you're going out and eating like a plant. Right, exactly. Are they going to be like, hmm, maybe don't. (laughs) I think that usually the answer is going to be, Maybe don't unless you are going to the party doctor. Yeah. And you need then, to go to the medicinal marijuana doctor yeah. and ask their opinion because they are experts. And finally, squeaking in before the buzzer is a tried and true listener question. But what about flowers in astrology? Okay. Everybody gets a special flower, baby witches. This is the list. Oh, shit. Aries, you hot, fiery, nasty bitches. This is thistle. Witch hazel and honeysuckle. Oh, that's my mom's favorite smell. <gasps> honeysuckle. It's such a cute smell. That's mm-hmm. so soft and pleasant. It's very nice. Oh. Taurus. Those nasty boys. Roses, poppies, and foxglove. Oh. Gemini. My mom. <laughs> Lavender and lily. A true queen. Cancer. Our boy. Producer Marcel. I almost forgot his name. <laughs> Who is he? Who is he? Where am I? Wildflowers. All of them. Oh. Leo. Alicia's rising sign, marigolds, sunflowers, and rosemary. Rising like the sunflower. Virgos, my enemies, all tiny ass flowers. That doesn't make sense. All those skinny bitches. What do you mean? The tiny ones. There's any fucking tiny flower in the world. Small ugly ones. Small stupid. Stinky. Did you just like ruin this? No, <laughs> that's what they said. They were like Ooh, tiny flowers. Who's saying this? I went to what so many websites. What article are you reading? I looked everywhere. I looked everywhere, and they were like the small ones. I was like, shit, okay. Virgos can never have anything. Yeah, they don't need it. Libras, bluebells, adorable, very Texan. Yeehaw, I say. Scorpios, dark red flowers and rhododendrons, which are huge. Have you seen? I didn't know what a rhododendron was. They're huge. That's crazy. They're like, can be as big as a house. Not the flower, the bush. Oh, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) That's one big bee. Sagittarius, our other enemies. Carnations and asparagus, which is not a flower. They are a wild sign. 
They're like, I do what I want. Exactly. I expect this from Aquarius, but not from you, Sagittarius. Capricorns, pansies and flowering ivies. Lovely. Aquarius's orchids. Oh. You get one. And it was always orchid. But there's all, there's a bunch of orchids within the orchids, you know. Fair, 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 fair. And then finally, Pisces, wrapping it up with water lilies and hydrangeas. How lovely. Wonderful. This was great. This was so pleasant. On such a nasty, dark evening of hell and fire. And terror, yeah. It's very, it's, it's rustling out it's there. It's scary. Any closing thoughts? Feelings about flowers? I love flowers. What, tell me about your flower feelings. Flowery sensual they smell mm-hmm. so good i just i enjoyed all of this oh love a little flower bath i would love to be a little extra wouldn't that be fun it would be fun yeah one day what about you what are you feeling hate them oh. no i'm kidding that would be so silly no yeah. i'm happy that i live in a world where this is also a thing yeah it's like we could live in a world where there are no flowers we could live in death valley yeah and there are no flowers there so that's true i'm happy to be here cactus flowers doesn't count, guys. Doesn't count. And Mallory comes in and just beats the shit out of both of us. She's like, don't you dare disrespect the desert. She would. So before we give Mallory another reason to come and beat the shit out of us, we're moving on to... <laughs> Which is in the news. Yay! Hey! It's going to be intense. You ready? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. First one's not going to be intense. This one's fine. Okay, this is the honey glaze on top of the shit sandwich. Yeah. We're not doing a sandwich today. It's just like a nice icing and shit underneath. <laughs> it's, an I- it's an iceberg of, yeah. <laughs> of shit. Okay. This is the penguin on top. Britain's first official witch. The first one. The first one. In Cornwall, a 71-year-old village witch is claiming her magical expenses with the inland revenue. Like the IRS baby. She's like, I am making my claims and my expenditures. Amazing. I have receipts. Cassandra Latham-Jones became the first person registered as a village witch back in 1996. And she's Britain's first and only official witch. I know some people that would beg to differ. Legally, they're not, apparently. Financially, they're not, apparently. Now retired, she was a once self-employed sorceress who could write off her spellcasting and potions ingredients as tax-deductible. Which leads me thinking, where are other British village witches at? What are you guys doing? They're all in London. They're in the city. Come on, guys. Since this is an actual career path, y'all need to step your pussies up. Why is she the first? Anyways, that was basically the whole article with some really cute pictures of her looking very badass. Look at how she's leaning on her cane, but also a big magical raw. Isn't that great? What a lovely way to begin this. I'm so happy. Can we just stay here with her? Oh, if you want to, we can skip to the spell. Who cares about my research? (laughs) Me, right? Who cares that I spent a few hours doing this? That's fine. (laughs) Whatever. It doesn't matter. Up next, and this is very crazy and very dark and very uncomfortable, actually. Okay. Actually, I'm not I'm not using my serious voice. It is actually very uncomfortable. So some people might want to skip ahead. How far? Yeah. A minute, maybe. Okay. Minnesota man kills ex-girlfriend for being a witch. Okay. So we thought violence due to witchcraft existed in other countries, which that is apparently not true at all. In March, Kelly Ranning Gudermont, a working mother of three, was killed by her ex-boyfriend, Patrick Morris Simmons. According to the arrest affidavit, Simmons claimed that Kelly was a witch, and he did this to stand up for the babies being killed and sacrificed with witchcraft. That was his quote. In March, so last month. Last month. He allegedly went to Kelly's workplace, stabbed her multiple times, drenched her in accelerant, and lit her on fire. He then fled to his house where he was arrested. And Simmons told the police that he brought the gasoline from his house and said, so yeah, it was premeditated. Oh my God. Isn't this insane? This is awful. Yeah. Kelly and Simmons were an on-again, off-again relationship for over a decade. According to online court records, Kelly had a restraining order in place against him that was filed last year. Simmons had been charged with second-degree murder and is being held without bond. Yeah, that man is fucking crazy. He is. In her obituary, her family wrote, The thing that Kelly was most passionate about in her life were her three daughters. They were her pride and joy. She loved them fiercely, the way a mama bear loves her cubs. Kelly was the kind of person to give someone the shirt off her back if they needed it. She always gave everyone the benefit of the doubt, no matter who or what the situation. Kelly loved to laugh. Her smile was contagious and infected everyone around her. Kelly was a great listener and a confidant to many. 
everyone that ever knew her loved her. We are immensely devastated by this loss. Isn't this fucking insane? This is so awful. It's so awful. little kids. Yeah. Don't have a mom now. Because this guy's a psychopath. It's fucking crazy. And I'm sure it's just, it's going to be like one of those court cases. We're probably going to see like a bunch of really ridiculous thing happen. Like the the Aubrey Trail one. Yeah. It's insane. It's very, very sad. I warned y'all. Y'all want witches in the news, and I'm going to give it to you hard. It hasn't been hard the past few episodes. And our last story. A Japanese killing stone cracks open, releasing an evil spirit. I want to go back to the flowers and the old lady who is fucking fooling the IRS. Okay. In Nikko National Park, north of Tokyo, a seshoseki, or killing stone, was found cracked in half last March. So also last month. All these things happen in March. No one knows exactly what caused the stone to crack, but the cold winter months could have contributed to the cracking. The stone was believed to contain the trapped spirit of Tamamo no Mei, a nine-tailed fox spirit. And the spirit had been trapped in the stone for over 900 years. She's like, I gotta get out. Here I am. "Mm, I shaved my legs for this. Good morning. Tamamo Nome was known for her shape-shifting abilities, so she transformed herself into a beautiful woman and caught the eye of Emperor Toba, who reigned from 1107 to 1123. As she grew closer to the emperor, he got very, very fucking sick. A court astrologer used divination to determine Tamamo Nome was the culprit. This woman! This new woman you're seeing! Yep, exactly. Once her plan was foiled... She fled into the wilderness, changing shapes to try and stay hidden. However, samurai were sent after her, eventually catching up to the fox spirit. When one of the warriors shot her with an arrow, her physical form was killed, so her spirit transformed into a stone. And legend has it that if you touch the killing stone, you die. Killing stone. Don't touch. It's very, it's A to B, science. Don't do it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Many believe that it cracking open has to be a bad omen. But some think that maybe it could be good. Like maybe the fox spirit will help us in our time of need. Like maybe she's had some time to think while she's been in time out. Yeah. Maybe we just need more spirits. She does like to poison powerful men. And I think there's a lot of powerful men I could do without right now. Yeah. Boom. She goes straight to Putin, kicks him out. Makes him very sick. Very sick. In the tummy. Exactly. Done. So who's to say? Well. This has been Witches in the News, I'm everybody. I'm so glad we have a lot to look forward to. Okay, we're moving on to the last part. Yay. Okay. Are you having <laughs> trouble with a solid nut? <laughs> Well, come with me on a journey, because who isn't these days having trouble nutting? The world is crazy. So here's how you can nut (laughs) if you want to have a baby via the nut. I'm talking about the sex part. So here's what you're going to do. This is the funky fertility. It's very funky. If you are allergic to nuts, do not use nuts. This seems very simple. (laughs) Don't use the nuts if you're allergic, dummy. (laughs) All right, here's what you need. Some nuts. Already, you can't do the spell if you're allergic to nuts. (laughs) Walnuts, chestnuts. These are not nuts, but dried corn kernels in various colors. Also not a nut, sunflower seeds, melon seeds, and acorns. It's nuts and seeds. Okay. Got it. You're going to need some red string. Classic. A needle. Mm -hmm. Frankincense and myrrh. Two pots of water. Like a wise man. Like a wise man. (laughs) (laughs) Two pots of water, a bathtub, and a good attitude. (laughs) You need to be in the mood. (laughs) So you're going to take a handful of walnuts and chestnuts and dunk them in the big pot of water. You set that water aside for five hours. This is a long game Okay, this is a whole day activity. That's why you need a good attitude. Mm -hmm. Now, take another little pot of warm water and throw a handful of corn kernels, sunflower seeds, melon seeds, and acorns in it. You're going to set that aside for about an hour. Go subscribe to our Patreon. You can probably get through about three or four episodes of Vaults of the Obscure before it's time to get back to your pot of nuts. <laughs> now, very carefully, thread the red string through your needle. Boo, 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 boo. You're like, you got to fuss with it a little bit, but you'll get there. Tie it off. 
you're going to start poking holes through the seeds and you're going to pull them along the string like you're making a little necklace. Okay. Like like little beads because they've been softened by the water. Okay. If the seeds aren't soft enough, you can let them soak a little bit longer. The acorns might need a minute because they're a little bit harder. <laughs> the acorns need a minute. <laughs> they ain't ready to nut yet. You got to be patient with them. You got to coax them. You got to talk to them a little bit. Yeah. Or stop checking on them. You're really kind of putting... You're putting the pressure on, yeah. Yeah. Now they're nervous. Once that's through, pass your seed necklace through the smoke of the frankincense and myrrh and allow it to dry in the sun. Now don't put it on a dish towel because it will probably get stuck to the dish Mm, towel. Yeah. This is like put it on a piece of wood or something. Once your seed necklace is dried and your naughty nut water has sat for five hours, pull the walnuts and chestnuts out of their pot and bury them outside. Keep the water. The water is the magic. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Not the nuts. Now it's time you're going to run a big warm bath. Not too hot, especially if you're a partner who does the nutting because hot water kills sperm. So if you're hanging out in hot tubs a lot, we might have already found the source of your nut problem. Yeah. Add your nut water to the bath, put on your necklace, and soak your naughty, nutty self in the nut water. And then you're ready to fucking boing. So actually, is this for any kind of gender identification? Yeah, it's for anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Okay. It's for fertility. So anyone's fertility. Anyone's fertility. Them spermsies and then the wombsies. Yes. Okay. As the medical professionals say. (laughs) The birds and the bees. Yeah, we all know the the technical terms. Mm -hmm. We all went to medical school. (laughs) Kindergarten. And that's it. Happy nutting. Nutty. This is crazy. What other fucking nut jokes can we make? (laughs) I was like, oh, Alicia's going to do something really hot and heavy. How do I wrap this up in a little bow? <laughs> I don't. And this has been with yes, but no, we have to do the closer. <laughs> we would like to thank Marcel Perez, our producer, Mallory Porter, our creative director, Brian Rainey, our intern and researcher, and Kevin McLeod for the music that we use in our intro and outro each week. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks. Okay, now I'm going to beat you. I'd really like to thank everyone for their Apple Podcast review. Like, I know it sucks to write reviews, but don't like, sound like, you don't that. sound like that. But remember, I'm really bad at voices. Oh, okay. Like, we've already established this in this episode. Okay, I'm going to be bad at voices too. Oh, okay. I'd like to thank Marcel Perez. <laughs> That's you. Thank you. <laughs> I have a very smoky, sultry voice, and I am aware. Guys, we could use some reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you could hop over there, give us five stars, say something nice, or say something really dirty and nutty. We would like that, too. Oh, no. Oh, this is worse than goo. Oh, yes, baby. We're also on Instagram. So if you want to find me, not Tara Keck. The bastardized version (laughs) of Tara Keck. Blaira. Blair Beck. You can find me on Instagram at Alicia period herder. That's her name. That's my name. And if I want to find not Alicia. Bastard Alicia. Malisha. Malisha. Malisha murder. Yes. You can I find her. What podcast would they host? Malisha Murder and Blair Beck on today's episode of Bitch No. <laughs> no, no, bitch. No, no. Turn around. Turn around. <laughs> Get out of there, bitch. Get out. Run. <laughs> Jump. Okay, if you want to find me, I'm Tara. I'm on Instagram at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. And if you want to see pictures of food and my dog mostly, you can go to my private Instagram, underscore Little Moss. I just see if you're following Alicia. Love that. We're on Instagram at which, yes, share an episode in your stories, tag us, and we'll feature you on our stories. Also, you know, we talk about each episode. You can always DM us at any time. It's a great fucking place. And if you don't like Instagram, you can always go to Facebook at which, yes, the Facebook coven. And if you hate that, you can email us at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. We also have a hop in Discord. Oh, yeah. They got a spicy gang. Did you hear about that? I heard. It's a hot sauce situation. It's a hot sauce situation. They start their own clubs inside the Discord. I really appreciate them. And I think that we would all, if we all hung out, we would get along. They made Marcel make a hot sauce gang <laughs> channel. Silly witches. They are very silly. They There's... wanted to fight me the other day. And Why I was they... like, I just, this is my first time on here. <laughs> Why do they want to fight you? Oh, I'm shutting this shit down. What did they say to you? Oh, no. It's Ben's fault. That's it. Out. <laughs> Get out. Extradited. That's fine. You can also find us on Patreon. Yay! $5 Patreon, which is and above, are getting two extra episodes a month, which makes this a weekly podcast. 
I almost said a monthly podcast. A weekly podcast. Plus, they get early access to some cool stuff and look out for those goodies. And, oh my God, Tara, tell us about that backlog. Oh my God, guys, we have almost, what was it? It was something stupid. Yeah. Something insane. Like almost a week's worth of work days worth of content. Also, Baby Witches on the Patreon get to ask us questions they know about the next two episodes that are coming out. And so they get to have time to ask all kinds of questions about boop and also boop. And so I think that maybe having exclusivity and community and opportunities to learn together is worth $5. Yeah. And I just broke the case to our Zoom recorder. So yeah. I got I to gotta pay for this now. And Alicia and I really need new recording equipment because this recording equipment is old and it's just not that great. And we have to do a lot of editing because there's a lot of fuck ups and people are like, why don't you do like an episode every week? It's because we're spending eight hours just editing this one because I can't stop saying bad words. I'm a bad person. That sounds like that's your fault and not the recording equipment's fault, though. But I would be better if we had more expensive equipment. You think? I think I would. If there were microphones that came down to my face. I would actually prefer maybe like one of those where you like sit back and it's like like I'm at a call center. I can't imagine sitting back. I feel like I have to have perfect posture every time I'm here. That's why you look like them. Thank you. (laughs) Poised. Poised. (laughs) I'll take the compliment. And this has been... Witch, yes! how like we have a secret talent where we can say that word on command at the same time you have like a trigger and this has been which yes we can say it at the same time we're like little and this has been which yes the thing that they do with your brains and it's gone that's what we have it's gone the dog pavlovian <laughs> pavlov's dog is that, is is that, that you talking about is that right where we have a trigger is it a cat in a box what is what's that's the thing Schrodinger's cat and at any moment it could be <laughs> Which yes. Anyway, bye. <laughs> bye, bitches. Bye.